What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up the Ship Podcast, episode 125. Uh, today, I'm talking to Joshua Kelly, uh, aka Harpy Daniels. Uh, if you're not aware, uh, you can find him at, at Harpy Daniels on Instagram, TikTok, uh, or they. Sorry, I already gooned it up. See, like, and this is part, a lot of what we talk about is like, I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to learn. I know a lot of leadership has both the responsibility to their sailors and just kind of what I suspect is an anxiety about learning more about the LGBTQ plus community, uh, trans sailors, when, whenever that becomes the norm uh, for them to be in service. It's like it, there I had an anxiety about that when it was coming up. And even when we uh, were integrating submarines, there was a certain level of anxiety of like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to meet the needs of these new people. So I need to like figure out what their needs are going to be thinking to myself that they're different. You ever been walking through the Navy exchange and wonder why all the Naval pride and heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it. Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, We're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, Also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. And while there are obviously differences, basic human needs largely stay the same when you're talking about it, it through a, a leadership lens. Um, it's very much the same thing. Like the, all the, all the female enlisted just wanted to be submariners, which is the same thing the dudes want to do when they check in. So it's like not wildly different from a leadership perspective. Um, but there are things right. Like the way we communicate, uh, with like pronouns and stuff like that, which again, I'm still getting used to, I'm still learning, uh, and a lot of other like there, there's a lot of um, variants. It's not just like somebody's gay or somebody's straight. It's like there's a whole myriad of, of uh, terminology and uh, different things that you need to learn in order to communicate with those people. But that's in, in my mind. And again, I still have a lot to learn, a lot of research to do in my mind. That's the biggest hurdle. But that, at the end of the day, we're just leading human beings, which isn't wildly different from what you've been doing this whole time, uh, hopefully. But uh, it was a really, really fun conversation. Um, I did, I do feel the a responsibility to kind of uh, preface the podcast with, um, like, I look at leadership of human beings as exactly what it sounds like. I don't care who you are, where you're from, what color your skin is, what religion you are, what sexual orientation you are, what anything, like whatever lifestyle you practice is completely irrelevant to me. What I'm thinking about is what are your needs that I need to take care of so that we can best take care of whatever the mission is, whether we're talking about it in a military context, which which here we largely are. But even just like leading people anywhere at any time, like all I'm about as the leader is taking care of you as the person that you are, whatever those needs may be, however they may vary uh, to get the job done and to make sure you're like a happy, healthy person. And then you cross over into the uh, I care about these human beings aspect of it, which is how I approach leadership and how I think everybody should. So if you have a problem with any of this, just don't listen, just go somewhere else. It's fine. Like, I'm not going to debate it. I'm not going to 
comment on like any of the different ways these things can be interpreted. This is me having a conversation with another human being uh, that is a sailor, right? Like these are my people. I don't care. I don't care who you are, or what you do. Like you're, you're in the Navy, you're in the military, you're out of the military and you're a veteran. Like these, these are my people. This is my tribe. These are the people who are near and dear to my heart. Uh, and if you have a problem with the lifestyle choices or just the lifestyle generally, cause some like in, in my view and in many others, and there might be science, I don't know. It's not even a choice. It's like they're born this way. So it's like, they're just like trying to be happy, healthy humans living a productive life, just like everyone is. So if you don't like how they're doing that, I don't care. Go somewhere else. Uh, I don't want to hear it. If you got backlash, in the comments or you want to send me an email like I just I'm let me let me save you the trouble I don't care I don't care I don't want to hear it I don't want I'm not going to have a dialogue about it I I just I don't care right this is a complete non-issue that I'm not even going to discuss this is a sailor me having a conversation with a sailor that's what I do here so uh with that I really hope you enjoy this I had a really really great conversation uh, with now Y and one Kelly, congratulations. We t- I learned that during the podcast that they got uh, promoted, and I did like just they just found out the day we recorded. Uh, so congratulations there. Uh, just gonna go celebrate, and then it's uh, coincidentally, honestly, like I can't even take credit for planning it at this time. Coincidentally, it's the start of Pride Month. Uh, we actually had this scheduled for earlier in the week, I think, um, or last week even. And uh, their schedule didn't work. So like it was just a miscommunication. I do it all the time too. I like I'm shout out to Mia. I screwed that up. Like I, we had a, a podcast schedule for Memorial Day and I just completely forgot that I, I was like, ah, it's Memorial Day. There's nothing going on today. Like, of course. Right. Like thinking to myself like someone wouldn't schedule a podcast on Memorial Day, but she did. And I gooned it up. So my bad. Uh, I'm hoping she reschedules. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's it's just happened to fall on like, I think today's the first day of Pride Month. Um, so there you go. So they like, <laughs> looks like I planned it. I didn't. I just wanted to talk to somebody that I thought was interesting. Uh, and yeah, I really hope you enjoy this. Check it out. It'll be somewhere. Uh, I uh, have two hours blocked for you, but after that, okay. I have to go out and celebrate. Okay. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's that time that time of year. Well, I like your shirt, no, by the way. Uh, no, I made wine. Oh, wine. something else. Oh, fuck yeah! Hell yeah! Congratulations! I had no idea. Did you get? Uh, did, are there regular results out, or did you get mapped or something? I got a phone call today. <laughs> I'm on leave. Nice. So called me today, so I have to. What a way to fucking start the episode. I'm cursing too much because I'm pumped. That's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> That's amazing. Good for you. That's fucking lit. Uh, all right. Y and one. Let's get to uh, <laughs> like I like we discussed before I start freaking out. Uh, the We'll do your just your background and as much detail as you want to provide. And then we'll go from there. Sure. Sure. Uh, well, my name's Joshua Kelly. Uh, I am a white Asian American. Uh, my father was from Japanese. I'm second born generation in. Uh, oh, yeah, your dad's a from- chief too. I seen that. I was totally scrolling and like that's yeah, that's yeah. cool. Uh, we'll retired, talk about that uh, too. Yeah, yeah. He retired in the Navy, 24 years senior chief. Uh, was nice. a career counselor, retired. Um, oh, yeah. So I come from a military background line. Um, I currently serve 
uh, seven years now. And as mm. we just spoke, I made YN1 today, <laughs> found mm. out. That's awesome. I'll be frocked here in the next few days, so I'm excited. Oh, yeah. um, my Navy career, I did three years in Japan with four deployed Naval Forces with VFA-115, mm -hmm. the Eagles. We embarked on the Ronald Reagan um, mm -hmm. during three uh, Western Pacific deployments. And mm -hmm. then I came here from, that was from 2016 to 2019. And then I came here from 2019 to now uh, mm -hmm. with the Warfare Center here in Virginia uh, on Damnac. And I've just... It's shore duty, so it's a little mm -hmm. bit more relaxed. I've worked. I've yeah. just put in an MSM package. Uh, I have three NAMs. I've worked very hard to get Sailor of the Quarter, got Blue Jacket of the Year, all, you know, all the stuff I'm supposed nice. to do as yeah. a sailor, um, and then made rank, <laughs> which is Hell my last yeah. year. <laughs> Um, and then I'm actually now going to Spain, Rota, Spain here um, soon this year. And I'm going back to Forge of Naval Forces. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I won't say what ship just because okay. I'm not there yet. But once I got I a friend. There, a really good friend of mine is going to a destroyer in Rota as well. She just made Senior Chief. Uh, I'll okay. tell your name offline. I don't want to blow her up on a podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'll, like, I'll tell you offline too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite humans on this earth. She's amazing. Um, Awesome. So you're going, God, road to Spain. I'm so jealous. Yep. Like I, my friend, so the friend I'm talking about is stationed in Naples. So she's going from shore duty in Naples to a ship in Rota. I'm like, like hard life you have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it's hard to be on a ship anywhere, but still it's like, you, there's worse places to be. Um, True. I spent my first four years on a submarine in Pearl Harbor and like I turned 21 there and was like just single, no bills. Like it's a great place <laughs> to be young and, and legal. Like it was yeah. a good time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so the, we talked a little before we started recording, but I'm, I'm hyper interested in like the leadership implications for, for LGBTQ sailors. Like I don't, I've I've always had this theory and we talked a little bit about it, but I'll, for the sake of the listeners in context, I'll repeat it um, that like w my last deployment, we took female enlisted underway. And I always thought to myself, like whenever that happened, because I knew it was coming because of course it was like, what needs would they have that the male sailors that I'm used to leading didn't have or, or like, how, like, how do they differ? What are the new challenges going to be or, or whatever so that I can be good at it? Cause I, I like, that's always something that I have this like preparedness complex where it's like, I have to be as like prepared as I possibly can for everything. And if I undershoot that, I, I like doom cycle, like blame myself for it. So in my mind, I'm like really like anxious about this. Like I need to be as prepared as I possibly can be. I don't want to let these people down. But then when I, all these sailors came underway, it was like all they wanted to do was be submariners like everyone else. It was like they didn't want to be treated any differently. They're like, we want to earn it just like everyone else. We want to be part of the team just like everyone else. We want to get our dolphins like it. And I'm like, oh, God, like this is so simple. It's like human beings have human needs. I meet those needs just like I do for everyone else. So when they started, because uh, it was towards, I want to say I might have been on shore duty already. Um, uh, oh, there we go. I lost your camera for a second. Um, at the end of, uh, I think it was when I was on shorty. So it would have been at the end of that sea tour. They started talking about transgender sailors going, like being in the military in general. Uh, they were going back and forth about the legislation and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a thing probably while I'm still in uniform, probably. So like what, I mean, it really, it already is, but that's another context we can talk about. But, um, I'm like, okay, this is going to be like a new thing where it's like open and accepted and leadership's going to have a concern about it. It's like, wh what do I need to do to meet their needs? Blah, blah, blah. 
And then I just thought back to that experience and I'm like, I bet you, like, I bet you all this is going to like, it's not going to be this big change. Like everybody in leadership on submarines acted like enlisted women on submarines was going to be this huge adjustment and like having this talk about not sleeping with your sister and all this. And it's like, not they're just, it's just people that want to be submariners. Like it's not different. And so I'm curious to talk to you specifically about like, your community, like what, is it different? Is there, like, I have a feeling leaders, like out on the deck plates now, like chiefs that, that for the most part, like I believe in my experience, ha like even if they're ham-handed about it, even if they're incompetent and they screw it up, they genuinely have the best interests of their people at heart and are just like lacking the tools and education, which is why I do what I do. But it's like, I have this feeling that those people who may may not have any exposure experience with your community, like what they have, like this anxiety about, oh, God, whenever this happens, like, what am I going to do? And kind of like the same thing you hear triads talking about in, in the enlisted women on submarine context. So I'm, I'm curious, like, do you, is that real to you? Do you think that that's a thing that people wearing khakis to work on ships that are like, oh, what uh, if I have a transgender sailor or if I have a, a queer sailor or a, a like name that like there's all the titles floating around in the ether. And like even me, like I was I was doing research the other day to try to understand it the best way I could. Like not that I wouldn't have questions, but like it's like I don't it's not something I've ever had to encounter. And I, I want to be sensitive to it just like cultural competency or anything else. So like, do you think that that's a real concern or is it something that like it's just oh you just meet human needs just like with the the female sailors and and stop acting like it's different like what i don't know discuss that <laughs> you can start wherever you want i know i just that was like a monologue god i, yeah, I do no, that sometimes to first start with needs no you're absolutely right uh i actually the first conversation i had with uh my chief she was my first ync mm -hmm. um great story is i actually made the assumption she was making all these kind of comments about me like mm. semen getting like putting stuff away on the ship first deployment i'm doing all these stuff that you normally would have to ask semens to do mm -hmm. uh essentially and i'm not being told anything i'm brand new like two months into the fleet and i'm just like are you mm. told me to do this before the ship putting it away and yeah. i looked at her one day because she kept making all these underlying comments and i'm like mm -hmm. like more like she was impressed and i'm over here I'm like i'm just doing my job yeah. doing exactly what I was told and I said is it because I'm gay I actually personally took offense to it and she looked at me and she goes, no not at all she goes I've never seen a seaman just come in here and put the office together on the ship when we just got here usually it's the third classes yeah, yeah. So it was kind of awakening even for myself for, um, mm. for my sensitivity to understand where she's coming from because the Navy has its own culture too uh, and you're absolutely right. We want to be treated. Queer people are the same as anybody else. There's nothing mm. else that the only thing that I would say there when it comes to sensitivity is not having a bias. So like, yeah. for example, we all make jokes and comments in the military. I am notorious to um, notorious to call people out. I don't care who you mm -hmm. are. I don't care what you are. Uh, yeah. If I feel something that you said, I will call you out and I'll correct you. And people feel uncomfortable about that. And I think if anything, mm -hmm. that's probably more concerned about than anything else is saying the wrong thing. Like yeah, when you, yeah. I mentioned pronouns before I came on, I can tell right. you queer people don't give a fight. Ah! <laughs> so that's like, another thing. I always thought, I always thought that in my mind. I'm like, okay, so look, because go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I suspected. So, 
so we, we do care about pronouns. Like if yeah. I like if you like if you ask me my pronoun, I expect you to use the right pronoun. If you don't mm-hmm. know my pronoun and call call me by the wrong one and you don't know me, I'm gonna yeah. say, Hey, that's the incorrect pronoun and we move on with hey. our lives. Yeah. We yeah. have to make it like people are like I'm gonna call you wrong pronoun. I said, you know how many people call everybody I know a wrong pronoun and half the time we just sit there and we BS about like right. one of my good friends. Uh, she's trans. And when she first came out and transitioned, and this was years ago, um, she's trans. Mm-hmm. And she said when she first came out, she literally looked at them. She goes, "Either way, I'm a." She goes, "I'm a bigger man than you." So like, ah. what are you <laughs> she didn't care. Um, yeah, but like, yeah. there's an Now, of course, that's just me and some people. Some people are sensitive about it. Oh yeah. But yeah. most people that are joining the service, you have thick skin. Like we, there's yeah. the most things I'm concerned about are the actual discrimination. I have been called right, an effort. Right in uniform by somebody else mm-hmm. uh and around me that i think i've heard the x slur which is the derogatory slang word yeah for people i've heard that more in the service than anywhere mm-hmm. else so oh, that's... that's the only time i step up so if any leadership's going to be there that's the kind of stuff they need yeah. to be worried about they need to, they need to be worried about the other people not the sailor they need to be worried about yeah. the, where people are from because that's something that's taught by people who aren't around it. So like I've had, a, mm-hmm. I even have one of my good friends, um, uh, well her fiance, but he met me and he used to say the F slur all the time. Like mm-hmm. we'd all go to the bar and we game of Thrones came out. It's a Friday yeah. night, in Japan. We just want to chill. And so we're all mm-hmm. game. of Thrones, Like F that, you know, <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, Excuse me? Like, uh, yeah. I was is. like, you're not even gay. You can't even say it. What do you mean? Ah! <laughs> um, That's our word. And he, yeah. and he was like, very like, it's not that big of a deal, blah, blah, blah. Well, he had a yeah, it awakening is. and he he came to terms with it. Yeah. And it, he uh, hugged me. Now he comes to my drag shows. He's a huge supporter nice. of me. Somebody called me an Fsler one time in public because it happens. He turned Ooh. around ready to fight. I was like, "I'm not. It's Hell cool. Yeah. You see, you <laughs> not me. See, I'm used to this stuff. It's so, I was like, "It trust me. Like I, it grinds my gears. But I've learned. I've been bullied since I was 14. Since I came out. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I have skin. It's nothing new to me. But I can say I'm not a bystander to it. And I, I that's the right. only thing. If you're going to take anything, the discrimination, the uh, that underlying. And it doesn't have to be the Fsler. There's underlying tones mm-hmm. of. Yeah. microaggressions towards any oppressed group and you mentioned females being feminine mm-hmm. in the military to this day is still one of the biggest things seen as weakness i've had to prove so many people wrong through the stereotype yeah. so if anything they want to think about just do your best to treat them as human beings because we are regular people but just do yeah. your best to understand your biases and don't be offended if someone corrects your bias just say oh, okay i did not know that and just literally move on don't make it a big deal just right. say okay and move on that's it that's yeah. Huh. Yeah. Cause I, like, cause me and my wife talk about that sometimes. Cause we watch a lot of like, I watch like news things on YouTube and they talk about like all the things going on in the world and it'll come up and sh- like, and she's like a, a doom scroller on TikTok. So like, she'll see like the world star videos or whatever, where people are in conflict over ridiculous things. And so she'll see these videos where people are like in arguments about like, well, you called me the wrong pronoun. And then she'll like ask me about it. And I'm like, I don't think that's real. Like, I don't think that's real life. I I, I can't imagine a scenario where um, like somebody that I actually knew and I was ha- or even just normal people. Like if I encountered you before I we were talking right now and I did it wrong and you corrected me and you weren't a jerk about it, I'd be like, oh, my bad. Like, but if you yeah. were aggressive about it and like immediately went to 100, then I'm going to match your energy. But like, I'm not going to like, 
Like if I, because it'd be, it'd be like anything. Like if I forgot someone's name and was like, called him Bob instead of Bill. And they're like, oh, that's Bob actually. Oh, my bad. Like, you know what I mean? And just move on with life. And so like, it's, it's cool to, it's good to hear that for some, because I've never, again, like, and I, I imagine a lot of the leadership in the military is probably similar because like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but are there still a lot of people out there that are trying to hide their identity in this way where, cause they're worried about that kind of stuff? Uh, yes yes and no yeah there, yes okay there's, yeah, there's a lot of um people have come out to me um mm. one-on-one i mean the stories are true like i can tell you i know a lot more dl sailors than i know open to. <laughs> that is a true fact it's a very yeah. true fact um, yeah because like i had a, a friend that like and this i mean but this was forever ago this was don't ask don't tell military and so like and, and we, he was a buddy of ours that like hung out with us, a big group of dudes that we would all go out drinking and we would get hammered. And he was like the group mom. like, And he would like take care of us, make sure we got home safe and like don't drink and drive and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, he got like a- accused of assaulting someone. And we're just like, th- like if he was that person, it would have happened to me before it ever happened to that kid. Like, you know what I mean? Like he had every opportunity to take advantage of all of us and we just implicitly trusted him and so like when that like kind of and but he was he was like in the he was what were you closeted i guess like he was like hiding it but like we all knew and we're like bro like dude we all know we don't care like just be be cool like just be comfortable like we all love you no matter what man and so like that was something that i've always been curious about too is like because it's now it's like nowadays it's a lot more accepted and you don't have to worry about the military uh judging you at least formally right with any kind of policy so it's like are there like i I always wondered if there was a lot still a lot of people that were hiding it just from from like social judgment uh yeah oh absolutely yes Uh, and i mean i don't speak for everyone so i will clear Mm. that like i do want to just backtrack on pronouns some people are sensitive about it but for most people i've met they're not so but i don't speak for there are some but 100 to go to, to this with um yeah, there's a lot of closet people and it's not because, so like, you think about it, like I've been very fortunate to come out at 14, right? Right. Um, let's, let's say I didn't. Most people from, I mean, I'm from a small town, like most people I know came out in their 20s. Well, mm. most people came out of high school in their early teen, like 18, 19, Late right? Teens, yeah. So, yeah. So if people are coming out in their 20s, they're in the service. So they're mm. now going through this change of life. They may have been influenced to like get married because they've been around the, the social status of straight pe- people to basically like for guys at least because I've seen it. Yeah, man, bro, you know, all yeah. of this up, like talk their <laughs> slang and all that, you know, cool, cool, cool. As you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah. And they might be encouraged to be like, oh, well, no one ever talks about gay stuff, so maybe, like, it's not okay. And they get in their head. So you think about it, for them, it's that moment for when they come out. That's why you never out people. It's never okay to Mm. out people. It's when they're ready because for them in their head, they're dealing with every factor around them, everything possible happened in their head. So they might get in and then they might feel pressured because they may have seen their friends say something. That's why Mm. I don't like bias. Because now that they're said something, it's like, oh, now I can't come out because they're going to think of me like they think of that person. Or uh, I've actually had queer people who are um, in the closet, and they're, I've had someone, uh, someone whose closet say, "You make us look bad <laughs> because of who I am," and because now I fit some stereotype or some mold or something. And I said, "That's not for me." I was like, "And if someone's telling you that or you feel that way, you need to internalize that yourself, not put it on me." Right. I, I do should not be affecting you. I'm where I need me. 
That's what it. Do they, so, what do they even mean by that? Like, what are you doing that because, would be making them uh, look bad? Because I'm a drag queen and stuff, and on media, uh, I portray a lot of stereotypes and stigmas when really they're not stereotypes or stigmas. They're my. It's just yeah. me and my life. Right. So because people look at me like, oh, there's that drag queen, high energy, fruit cup, feminine queen. <laughs> yes, God, which I have the lingo. I mean, I'm a drag queen. Yeah. But it's not. You know, there's. I have. I'm an onion, like an onion. I have a lot yeah. of layers, and yeah. so people will make that assumption who are ignorant to LGBTQ plus people because honestly being on shore duty, I deal with more civilian people right now uh, than mm-hmm. any military member. Like I live off base. I don't, I try my best not to go on base if I don't have to, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So they might be facing a lot of different th- club things in their life. Plus they may come from a religious background or a very conservative yeah, yeah, background. Yeah. So a lot of factors play into place, but when you meet a lot of military people who come in, you know, this like, a lot of people come from those small towns. We don't get a lot of people mm-hmm. from major cities. Most of them are yeah. people from areas of the world that are still learning. So because of that, they may just have an internalized. And that's why I think we still have a lot of de- like closeted or um, buried people hiding their lives because of that. And right. the best way to fix it is, like I said in the beginning, talk about the biases, um, mm-hmm. being able to have that open discussion. And if someone, like you said, you do know, that's great that you were there for your friends and that you didn't really force them to come out, but you did say whenever they're ready, you know, come out. That's something that's yeah. good to say because because that reassurance that reassures them to do that. So, but no, yeah. I I don't think there's many closeted people, but there's closeted there's closeted. Yeah, people. there's still yeah. yeah. And I know there's like a whole context before they join the military, like maybe their parents are like are religious and they're worried they're going to get disowned or something. Yeah. Like I know there's a ton of pressures uh, involved. What? uh, So like it it seems like like as I was uh, Instagram stalking you, uh, like it seems like your your leadership is very supportive where you are right now. But like what's your experience been throughout your career with leadership? And then like and separately after that, we can get into like I'm, I'm also very curious about you in leadership positions and if you found any unique challenges. But like what's your interactions with leadership been throughout your career? For 90 percent of my leadership interactions have been wonderful. Awesome. Um, my first command, especially my first command when I did drag on the ship and on the USS mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan the NWR event. Um, I went by myself when all the interviews happened because I was beach dead. I was taking care of all the broken and people coming yeah. in and out. But, you know, that was my job. I had to support the ship as the only admin person. So, um, cause it was like my last year there. So I had to stay behind. And when I did, I went through all of that by myself and mm-hmm. I thought my seal was going to come back and I was going to be like kicked out. I really did. Cause <laughs> it was terrifying because you don't know what you can do or don't do. And I was right. brand new to the Navy, only in for like two, three years. Like, yeah. Uh, no, I came back and my CEO and XO sat me down and they said, please don't stop what you're doing. We love what you're doing. You're incredible. Awesome. You're brave at my first command. And then I came here and my first CEO um, shook my hand and said, you're the first openly queer person. And you've changed my mind so much on people like, like yourself and you've broken so many stereotypes. Thank you. And he's a, a now a captain. He's a 06. And nice. he, now when I see him, he lights up. He's like, Kelly. Yeah. He's, like, How are you? <laughs> he's, not the type either. he's like very, like doesn't yeah 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 like, I was like yeah, uh, her, hey. <laughs> that's cool um, and then my second uh because I, I went through a lot of seals at this command just because it's a very mm-hmm. high turnover rate for six so we got yeah. new ones while he was there um nothing bad but my second one he was cool he was okay he did sit mm-hmm. me down and ask about pronouns and the trans policy so it was great that he was so open and forward to want to know and he supported me as well um just 
to knew that it trusted me to know how to give him the knowledge. Like for an O for yeah. an O five now O six to come to me as his job and he goes, Hey, can I ask right. you about pronouns? I thought it was very like impressive. That's great, yeah. Want to know. And yeah. that was before being that, willing. That was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Then now my current CEO, she's in I feel I kind of feel I my skipper's incredible. I feel bad for her because all the stuff that is going through because I have gotten death threats and stuff. And but yeah, she's God. she's like lockdown NCIS. We're doing this. Ah. We're protecting you. Like they're not coming for you. Like she's uh, hell all yeah. about it. And I just, like, my senior enlisted and all the mirror. I did have a bad encounter with one um, uh, professional within a high ranking position. I'll put it that mm. way. I won't <laughs> pronounce. Right, right. Uh, they did inform me all gays burn in hell. They did tell oh, me trans people Jesus. need to de- uh, stop destroying their bodies. They need told me that gay people need to stop uh, choosing uh, to be that way, uh, <laughs> and that. Uh, and then they had a whole conversation with a third party, uh, and it was just crazy. And um, I did open up a simio complaint. So any sailor listening to this, the it does yeah. work because mm-hmm. we're removed from in and out of the command uh they are now retired because they were they were like six months from retirement so i know it wasn't gonna stop that but um it did remove them and it opened up investigation and found out that individual was racist and all these like they were terrible they used to be found out so now for me it was three different incidents i didn't open up right away um instead i gave an opportunity to be educated so Mm. and it was difficult because i essentially was their sailor and it was very weird have a very high-ranking official mm-hmm. <laughs> and say straight to my face, well, the Bible says gays will burn in hell and I believe in that. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, let's start at the beginning. And why... Do, you can have your... I grew up in church, man, like, and I'm not, like, a super religious person, but it's like you can have your beliefs, but they're your beliefs. Keep that to yourself. Like... <laughs> I don't understand the the individual. It didn't even dawn on them because I. The next thing I said in my mouth is like, "Well, I'm openly queer. Do you need some information, education about your biases and how you're talking to me right now?" And they're like, "Oh, well, let's just respect each other's beliefs." And like walked away after you just told me I'm gonna burn in hell. Get the come on, like so I wrote it. So what do I do? I write it down. Good, (laughs) good. They saw the trans policy come out and they said. I just don't believe it should be in front of kids. Queer people are like abominations and like trans people need to stop being confused in the head. I wish we had con- conversion therapy still. And, and oh, literally was, God. Uh, there's a whole documentary on how that shit doesn't work. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I, I looked at the individual and I said, do you need information on trans people? I said, I can get you the education. My twin is a mm. sex educator and knows a lot yeah. about this. And I have information because what you're saying is very biased and discriminatory towards trans people. And they're like, let's just, you know, how about just let's not do it around children and everything else too. And they like, because the way they talked about it was like a normal conversation. They thought whatever they were saying was, was not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, <laughs> so after that, <laughs> there was a, I was uh, in another room and they were having a mm-hmm. meeting with a third party and just a small discussion. And then they said being gays of choice and all these other things still going on. And of course, that's when I was like, okay, great, wrote it down. And I yeah. went to go report them because at that point I had enough information right. to really open up an investigation because now there's a third party. Because this was just one on one. So, you yeah. know, I didn't want them to say, I never said that. So this time I really had the backing of everything. 
And like I said, the, when the investigation opened, all the people involved, we found out that the, uh, the, this individual was also racist, terrible yeah. person, and then just it, terrible when it comes to just Man. DI. Yeah, they were, they were, I, they, the individual was even sexist, didn't like yeah. women. It, it was crazy. Well, and it's like, I just, it, the thing that gets me about people like that is like, you, you joined the Navy. It didn't join you, right? Like the organization has a standard and norms and policies and what you could call a belief system. And you elected to be part of this organization. And then when you're elevated to a leadership position, you're trusted with leading people that are operating within that construct and like accepted norms and all that. So it's like, you know what they are. Equal opportunities existed since the 70s. Like Admiral Zumwalt invented that back when my dad was young. So it's like, this isn't new. It's not like it ju- the trans policy didn't invent this. It's been right. here the whole time. So it's like, like why are do you think that your personal beliefs play into this calculus at all? Like you yeah. join this organization, you get to support those. Nor- like there were times where my cob, which is like a submarine CMC, like would come out with some or the CO come out with some brain dead policy or decision. And it's like I disagreed with it vocally inside the chief's mess. But then they may, they put their foot down and make a decision. I'm not wearing the command pin. So I get to go do the thing. And like I do, I personally think it's a mistake, but. I like, you know, unless I'm endangering my people, like, because I, I eventually, like, I'm going to disobey an unlawful order. Like, but it's like, if I just think it's going to make our, our lives un- unnecessarily painful, or, or I just think it's like inefficient or just dumb, like, and it's going to be unpopular with the crew and you're spending leadership capital, you don't have to. It's like, I will vote, I will be very vocal and I will push back hard. But then when the decision's made, I have to, like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. Um, because uh, for the, like for the same reasons, like I, I elected to be part of this organization. And while I have passionate beliefs about leadership and what the right and wrong way to do things are, I also understand that I am I'm just a part of this organization. And so it's like I don't understand people that try to like project their personal beliefs on anyone ever because you're not yeah. like you don't get a vote in in my belief system. But then also when you're part of this organization, like you join the Navy. It didn't join you. It's not going to change just because you don't like it. Like that's not real. So just accept it and learn to work within that system or go home. And that's fine. Like I, 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 that that individual did. And, but yeah, it it got, it got handled gracefully and it was, it was done. Like when it came out, like I said, at the time, the, the people in charge, they were mm-hmm. furious. Like this, I had um, even my command above us, our ISIC, come to me directly. Like, I had no idea any of this was happening. I'm so sorry. Like, because I yeah. worked directly with them as well. So, no, people did not take this lightly at all. So, that good, I, I think the good. Pos- I think the, the positive out of it, because like I said, 90% was great. It was just that, 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 yeah. that one. Well, but um, that that one bad person can lead to some pretty horrific circumstances. Right, and it's right. like, thank God you're mature and strong in your beliefs and can, are like confident because if you weren't, if you were someone else that could have led to another suicide yep. and we're telling the same I, fucking story. And you know yep. what I mean? And like, I, I'm so, this shit's so, fresh. I don't know if you listen to that, that one I did recently, but like a, a sailor of mine, incompetent leaders, almost killed himself because they weren't taking his mental health like cries for help to their face seriously and i like lost my shit because 
but yeah, that, that could have ended very differently for a different person. So thank God. Yeah. So and, and, and so it, it got handled very well and everyone Good. took it seriously. It went all the way up to our three star. So, Good. I mean, even our three star was like, oh, no, that, that yeah. they need to go like this. Yeah. So so it, was, it, it turned out, you know, not what I wanted. But right. <laughs> it, 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 still, it, the the reflection yeah. of the, the whole entire everyone else, the whole entire leadership and command mm-hmm. here, simply show that they really do have back and support. So yeah. it's, Good. it's been really very positive. Yeah, and I, I'm honestly uh, impressed, like pleasantly surprised that that's the only like negative story you have, just based on. I mean, you can troll through Reddit or just talk to sailors, and it seems like. More often than not, leadership interactions are negative, and then they have these stories about anomalies that they encountered, like a, a great leader that like uh, helped them out in this way, or mentored them, or like made a big impact on them. So it's it's like I'm kind of shocked that like that you only have the one story and you've encountered such great leadership throughout. So well, that's I, that's amazing. I have other stories, but this doesn't really involve leadership. It just involves my experience yeah. as a whole. Uh, I mean. Uh, my twin came down to do a, um, cause I'm mostly a civilian command. My twin mm-hmm. did come down to, um, do a training cause they are a MED PhD student and they okay. did a whole entire presentation for LGBT pride month on, uh, nice. gender, sexual identity, so forth. So mm-hmm. on, cause their studies, uh, it was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I was the moderator and as the yeah. moderator, cause it was a live teens event, I had to read all the horrific comments about my own twin. Uh, oh, so don't wow. get me wrong. Out there, I mean, talking about like who's the top, who's the bottom, why are you walking like you have a stick up your butt? F slur was thrown on there, and it's all anonymous. It was actually mm-hmm. very awesome. The only time I, I think my senior enlisted hugged me because yeah. she, she was crying because she was mad. Everyone was yeah. mad because, um, not for me, it's a normal day in my life. So yeah. I told Jake, and we, you know, Jake and I worked out, but. Um, it got worked out. There's an email that was sent out. Because of that, we no longer allow anonymous on our teams anymore. Um, and it was only ours that would that they yeah. that that one was Pride Month. And then there was a time when somebody did take a screenshot of my social media during the mm-hmm. time of COVID, saying that I was out in public and took all my Instagrams and sent it to my commanding officer and ISIC at the time. And okay. they. I had to get investigated. I got that down, read my rights, all that stuff, because technically it went against the Frago orders that came out to say, you. oh, okay. Cause just because you weren't quarantining or whatever, I thought I'm like, what were you getting investigated for? (laughs) That's that's what it looked like. It was a 92 saying it went against the page 13, yada, yada, yada. So that's what it looked like. So I had to go in there and say, give them dates of like when Hepcon Charlie Mm. ended, Hepcon Bravo started, all of that. And I said, but it's my word against my word. This is all my social media. Yeah. But the email was some, it was, it was like, <laughs> I'm fucking Dan. I'm above everybody. I'm a celebrity. Like, it was disgusting. Like, I'm like, oh, I would never do And then, but the bottom had everyone's concern because it said mm-hmm. for promotion or advancement, please check my social media. That's what everyone's concern was because it's like, oh no, this is targeting you for any, like for your career. Yeah. Uh, and so after it got said and done, the only thing they said is, well, technically you wore the wrong mask out, but we're not hitting you for that. We just hope you're okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they couldn't find who sent the email. Um, yeah, of course. Not because uh, they, 
it was through Google. It just wasn't needed. But I was talking to Mike about that the other day. We had I posted a bunch of clips of this podcast I did about that sailor that called me suicidal because I was like on fire. I was screaming into the microphone. And somebody commented on one of them, like just it was like a troll account. And they were talking all this crap about like how basically calling like people that have mental health issues weak and like all this other just hot garbage. And then and then like so then this Ariana and uh, Desiree, who are my CT1 homies, went into like like CT mode and like found all this other crap, like aggregated all their posts on the internet. And it was very similar to the situation you described. Like they're just like bigot, like trolling with this anonymous account. And I I, like the thing that got me was like, if you have all these strong opinions and you're going to go out there and tell everybody on the internet, like do it. Tell tell me to my face, like be out there, like saying it. Otherwise shut up. You're a coward. Like everything you say is invalidated by your cowardice. Like you don't yeah. have the the like courage to put your face out there and name and stuff like yeah like a it was like a character from a movie and it was just like a completely fake account um, and then he was like the person was um, presenting as a master chief too and then when the girls figured out who it was it was a, a second class at some random command just being a troll and you're just like like what why just why like if you're that. I don't know, like start a meme account and go away, like just leave it alone, man. I don't understand. And I don't understand the need for the like people who do stuff like that behind some anonymous like shield. It's like just uh, yeah, it's so ridiculous. And it's true. But I like I said, I was just very fortunate to have because I don't know what's going through very mental health issues, especially during those times. I right. I think, but my my command took it seriously, and even now with all Good. the death threats and like all the stuff went on, I people like you handled it with grace. I said, yeah, you didn't get to see what was behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, that's like, <laughs> like uh, I, I was mad. <laughs> like, right. I didn't so um, that's but like I had Chris- great, I had great support system. So yeah, Christina Dirienzo when that whole TikTok chief thing went viral, like same thing. Like she was getting death threats and like all this crazy sh- stuff that like. It, it was ridiculous. And there were but there were this t- like for her, there were people like with their actual profiles as active duty chiefs coming at her sideways and, and getting in her DMs and saying I, stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, like what the f- I, I don't understand because those same people will say things like like when somebody like takes their own life or somebody has mental, they'll like be all sympathetic and, and upset and, and act like it matters but then when somebody attacks your identity as a chief which oh by the way that's not your identity it's just a thing you do for a live for the for a living it's like you start freaking out and like and acting like it's some existential threat to you as a person and then all the truth comes out and you start it's like what like how i i i'll never understand the motivations because it's like what we do is hard enough already like it adding to it with any kind of stressor like that doesn't make any sense. And then knowing that like how hard it is and like, cause for that individual, I have no doubt that they've struggled through times where, you know, the stress and anxiety and Oh my God, I'm not like, maybe they're not meeting the mark either. Uh, and, and their leadership is telling them that it's like, they, they've been in a place where their mental health was like teetering. And so to eat, to even add to, to add to another service member's stress in that kind of a way, I've never, it's like, 
to me, that's like a cardinal sin. It's so malicious in a way that like is hard to fathom. And I, I, I like, I don't know, like it, it, when she I remember her telling me that on a podcast we did. And it was just like the the way she laid it all out was horrific. And I'm just like, how? Yeah. Like, how do those people exist? And how do you reconcile like like, oh, she's a chief and she's part of the mess and she's one of the homies and all that. And then then she does this thing on TikTok as a joke that oh by the way she like scanned that past a group of female chiefs in like a facebook group and they were all like oh my god that's amazing it's so funny and then it just sat on tiktok for a few months before it just randomly went viral uh, and then uh, now everybody wants her to kill herself like what it's it's wow. disgusting like the, I mean, and, and, most, of, okay, most of my threats ironically came from veterans of course yeah it, but that's it's like an attack on their identity I had a, uh, a lot of officers and a lot of chiefs, actually veteran chiefs. Yeah, uh, the ones who sent the threats. I mean, uh, I had a retired YNC send me an email, and now he's a civilian worker, mm -hmm. so he works for government, but civilian side. And he sent me an email to my work email. Well, it was, I was like, wow, this is crazy. So I was like, you're so the fact that you're willing to risk your life, that like yeah. your work, like yeah, that just. So much, and it just—it's—it it got dealt with. It's dealt with, but okay, good. Out of comfort, head. I, <laughs> yeah, we didn't let that. He—he he put his whole signature and phone number and command. He's at like I yeah. do not care. Okay, like, yeah, you, you must you have been ready to quit. Yeah, it's just crazy. So yeah, um, I've had warrant officers, but but I will say that was just the threats and stuff. There was only probably mm -hmm. ironically only two people who reached out that were active duty mm -hmm. uh, during this whole event, and yeah. they were one was Army and one was Marines. Mm -hmm. uh, and I corrected them. Um, one of them really thought they did nothing wrong. The second one hmm. was basically the same story I told you before about that yeah. high official, how they really think they're believed. So I said, yeah, but I, I, I don't care who you are. I took a screenshot. I found both of their information because it's not hard. And I sent it to <laughs> the man. So I don't know yeah. how that was done, but yeah. hopefully it was well. I didn't care. Um, and then, uh, the only thing that really I think out of uh, all of it was that there was a national, um, is he national guard? I don't know. They do yeah, a lot of, yeah. my, the only problem with any mili uh, military media or anybody that possesses uh, media and are in the military, mm -hmm. uh, you may have heard they go by angry cops, uh, posted this video uh, about me, about the whole situation, calling mm -hmm. a, a Dylan Mulvaney, who's a trans woman, a man in a dress and spreading disinformation. And be, mm -hmm. it was very, uh, what's the word? There's a specific word I'm looking for, but it was distasteful. It was spreading disinformation mm -hmm. and spreading the propaganda towards yeah. concerted people who do want us killed and gone. And he had the audacity to reach out to me before even posting the video saying, hey, I'm going to make a piss this video post it and I hope you find it funny or whatever. And I responded back. I said, I'm getting death threats, hate discrimination. Yeah. And you're thinking this joke, my what? life's not a joke here. People aren't a joke. Right. Like, you really thought you did something. And then I blocked him after I said, cause I said, I'm, I'm, I have zero tolerance anymore to be tolerable to anyone's ignorance. I like you're like, and then I watched the video and the video was disgusting. Like just yeah. because he put on, I don't care what you do in your life. I'm like, you don't understand to you. This is, you're making a joke, but you literally mm. just put a picture in people's yeah. heads saying 
we are a joke that you gave disinformation about drag queens, you gave disinformation about trans people, and you're now spreading, you're demonizing and using it for a joke because even though you yeah. thought it was a joke because you're a, a National Guard member or whatever, you're in uniform, you showed uh, you show photos of you in uniform, you're basically mm. showing all of them. Now you're no longer taking away not just me, but as we said, all those other queer people that are out there, other people yeah. part of the LGBT community. What picture does that paint for them now? Does that make it okay now for other service members to come up to me and make fun of me for who I am? And it, right. I think it's just, it just goes down for more and more and more. And um, I requested for the video to be taken down, and he will not because he wants to yeah. click. And then of the audacity. That's the only reason he did it. Like, yep. what other reason? I mean, yeah, he could be a bigot too, and that probably played into it. But like, no, it was just for click. He didn't, he didn't care. He yeah. didn't care about the harm that was done or has been done. And that, and he did that after I told him all this, all the stuff that yeah. was happening to me. Then he had the audacity to. There's a first class who reached out to me, who is an active duty sailor, mm -hmm. um, to stick up for him, and they wanted to do an interview with me for theirs. And I, I'll be posting it. There'll be a video on it actually about this. I make one soon. I'm just trying to collect all my information because I'm tired. Right. Honestly, people are like, take the high road. I'm like, honestly, I've been on the high road. People need to be held accountable. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Like, I, I, been on the, I people need, if I have to be held accountable to be where I'm at and live this mm -hmm. life now, as spotlight as the openly queer sailor, then I'm going to yeah. hold people accountable who try to go toe to toe with me. Because yeah. again, I'm not here for people's biases. People are mm -hmm. thinking that it's okay. And it's not. And that's what's driving me nuts probably about this whole thing. Yeah. And it, yeah. it circles back to the leadership worried about this stuff. If I mm -hmm. came to my leadership, I did. I go to a bunch of my leadership right now and they contacted that first class's command. He did not yeah. reach back out. Thank God. But the I way bet he, he didn't. <laughs> probably got body slammed by his chain of command. Probably, uh, and the way he just misconstrued all his information to kind of gain. Because when he originally reached out, uh, I was like, I thought he was just trying to be friendly, a, a concerned mm -hmm. sailor, a yeah. shipmate. I really did. Nope. He was like, it sounded like he was sticking up for angry cops. And then, and then he got mad because I got mad, but I was like, bro. And then like, it basically went like, Hey, this was sent to you. And then he sent me a screenshot that angry cops sent me that I never got. So now I'm like, why are you getting involved? Like why yeah. this has nothing to do with you. So now I'm like, maybe he's with angry. like my head. I'm like, yeah, so yeah. Like he's like a friend. Yeah. Yeah. So that, he's trying yeah. to get information. So I popped off. I said, first of all, I said the same thing I'll say to you. And I went off. He had the audacity to come back and say, I've written stories about LGBTQ plus members and I support. I'm like, honey, when you do what I did for the community, then you can say you're a supporter. Yeah. I was like, I've, yeah. like, I was like, I've raised money for eight, uh, eight uh, people. Eight. I, I was like, I raised $300,000 for Pride last year with Hampton oh, Rush wow. Pride organizations. I've oh, done dang. so many uh, Pride yeah. events for brag in my community. I've opened mm. up spaces uh, uh, for fostering environments for teen youth. I was like, like my list can go on and on and yeah, on. Yeah. So I'm like, don't sit here and tell me because you wrote one story about someone you're so, a supporter yeah. girl. Like, I had a gay so, friend once. Like, right. I'm yeah. an ally. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it circled, <laughs> it circled all the way back to the first class now being like well i was just trying to get a story on you and yeah. so uh, i was trying to see if you can now open up for an interview but i see you're still upset about what I, like they keep saying like i'm upset i'm like it's i'm not upset you're just not understanding where i'm coming yeah. from you're not you just don't what get I'm it saying. yeah right and, and so then um when he he went back and said he wanted to do an interview i i wrote this is all off record and i deleted all my comments because i was not about to, to take it to make an article blog yeah. or whatever and I screenshot everything. So that's what I'm going to make a post about. But mm. it was now he might have had the intent to want to actually hear my side. That's mm. fine. Why didn't you just say that from the beginning? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
white. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. Bro, like, did you think about anything you were sending? Like, you didn't introduce yourself. Because when I went on, all I saw was his uniform. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is a person. And I know who he is. He was not hard to find. I know exactly. He, yeah. I know exactly. Command, his UIC, Chainix CEO. I know everything about him like, yeah. right now. Ironically, one of the sailors who I recently worked with knew him too. So I'm like, and yeah. they're like, he's a good sailor. So I'm like, well, if he's a good sailor, why is he? Yeah. He, then what, what was the point? But his last comment was, well, angry cops seem disappointed. Good. Stay disappointed. Because he was disappointed. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't like your video. I'm sorry. What I made, didn't like yeah, what, what makes you thing? think I give a singular solitary fuck? Like, right. who cares? I was like, if anything, he should be more concerned that I didn't find it funny and understand yeah. why, but he didn't care. He just right. wanted the likes. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so, were, anyway, you were the hot so, topic at the moment. So he's like, oh, here's an opportunity. So those are, those are the things I've seen a lot with other people in the service and such. It's more mm. of that type of stuff. Um, but for the most part, besides those brave people who want to show their face, most of it is online mm. trolls. I don't really get a lot yeah. of accounts to see who it is. Right. So let's talk about drag. I'm interested. <laughs> like, not in doing okay. it, but like, I, I would totally go to a show. I went to a show like, I mean, it's probably been like 18, 19 years. Um, like, I vaguely remember it. But uh Talk to me about like, how, like, how does one get into drag? Like what, what's it about? What do you do? Cause like, I've read about it and like, I have that vague memory and that's the extent of my resume. So like, talk to us about like what it is, why you do it, how you got into it. And like, what's the, like, what's the goal? Like what, what does it, what does it give to you to do, to do what you do? Well, drag is nothing but performing arts. That's all mm. it is. Uh, and I think first, let's reflect on media where everyone that doesn't know drag can relate. I mean, you have mm-hmm. all the Tyler Perry franchise. We all know Love Robin Williams, mm-hmm. the beautiful yeah, movie. Yeah, I missed Outfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a great see, movie. You know, I mean, like, even Bugs Bunny and SpongeBob's done drag. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you know, you think about even actually growing up, I was looking at a lot of kids' show growing up. There's always mm-hmm. one episode in most of the shows that we yeah. grew up as kids where they did some form of cross-dressing or drag. Right. Because uh, they fun. They found it as entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's paint that picture first for anyone who doesn't know drag and go into the yeah. and dive into drag now. Drag is simply the same thing, but it's been culturalized for a lot of different things. Um, a lot of the trans community and ballroom scenes really created drag to start with. Um, mm-hmm. The ballroom, very, I don't know it that well, but it's very um, self-expression through dance, through Vogue, through... Um, uh, design outfits and it gets really into theater um it's really honestly drag is nothing but a personal art of theater um mm. you can take a character you can take a dance entertainment you can take uh, fashion you can take any of these sorts and create it into your own self-expression what that self-expression is what you want it to be um mm. i mean if you think about it before drag really became mainstream like i'm talking about for rupaul a lot of the times yeah. you went to vegas the person you saw impersonating a celebrity was a drag queen or you also <laughs> saw the pageant scene as well over the ballroom scene and there was pageant scenes since the 70s maybe even further than that i, um, I was just googling like there was a, a, a vibrant drag scene in the late 1800s early 1900s there we like go. yeah exactly. like they were uh, a, a former slave was doing like these uh i forget what they called them it was like parties where like a bunch of like-minded people would come together and they would all be doing drag and it's like so i'm like damn 
Yeah, it's just because it's a costume, it's a piece. It's, yeah, it's an art. Yeah. So, so now what drag is today is simply the same thing, but it's been a lot more uh, media um, on the media and mm-hmm. formed into yeah. uh, a lot of people. Really, like people look at me and be like, "You're confused because your gender," and I'm like, "Because I yes, I I know I dress as a woman and I look hot as a woman. Thank you." Right. But I personally don't even see it as I'm a woman. I see it as I'm an entertainer. You know, this yeah. is my this is my Mrs. Doubtfire. This is my Tyler Perry. Right. This is my character. And okay. that's who, what most Oh, yeah, drag Tyler is. Perry does Medea. <laughs> you don't and even I'm, think about that. Like, I, it's a man dressed up as a woman, but, like, in my head, I don't think drag when I, right. like, but it is. Like, it's exactly the same thing. They're just put it in, yeah. a, in a motion picture. So, like, yeah. yeah. So, huh. you know, we lip sync. We are. I, I mean, I just did. Mm. Do you, you ever see a movie, uh, a show, Big Mouth? I've seen like uh, parts of episodes. Yeah. I literally just did a whole entire um, Connie um, from the hormone monster at one of my shows. Like those are the, <laughs> like, I just do care. I have fun with it. And that's yeah, the point. Yeah. You, you want to call me a man in a dress. That's the, honestly, the fun part about it sometimes too, is that, yeah, you're right. I, I'm dressing up opposite, but that's, that's essentially, and that's not all drag. There's different variations, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I said, some people do it for the pageantry to live in advocacy for me, I do it for the advocacy. I do it for the entertainment. Um, I do it for honestly self-expression and to kind of release a piece of me that I can't. Like when I was in the mm-hmm. military, when I first joined, I mean, I did drag before the military. I did it. I started drag in 2013. But yeah. I, when I joined in 2016, I had to stop for like a good year to just learn the Navy and kind of figure yeah. life out. So when I first did drag and I performed on the ship, that was my mm-hmm. first time ever to do drag and perform again in almost a year and a half and it felt incredible to yeah. do it and i found my, i found my confidence i mm-hmm. i found, oh i'm that bitch again like i nah. i really did I, and, and that's what i that's what that's the whole point of drag like people who complain yeah. about drag and all this are like not around kids and stuff i said well first of all drag is that you can't put drag into one specific, and I say this, you can't put drag right. into one specific category. There's different variations, um, which is why I said in the beginning, I brought up all these entertaining uh, shows that we see on TV today that do drag. Yeah. Um, you know, people think we're like sexualizing anything. And so the only shows you ever see sexualized when it comes to drag queens is a night show and it's 21 and up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's I would think. All, yeah. We all go it's not like, five. They they like villainize you by like creating this idea that if a, if a child is brought to that show that like somehow uh, because you're all evil, you're going to do all. Oh, well, let's corrupt these kids. And it's like, no, they're they're like regular people that are doing a performing. Like they're not going to they're not going to do things in front of small children that are going to not be appropriate. Like they have brains and the ability to reason like they're not like acting like it's like the evil empire or something well I'll, i of, i won't there's always like one or two queens that don't think the which right, are like right. we all, i'm more cautious so when we do shows we put out in group chats like you can't do this 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 like we'll tell we tell people now like when i host my yeah. shows this is what you can do and that's it like and that's yeah. just for no one can say well i didn't know uh, but most yeah. queens yeah majority of us are like we're aware of our target audience we're aware where we're going like for me i did i performed at bush gardens um last year and it was a g-rated show like a g-rated like i cover up i couldn't even like um so we were like hip paddings and stuff and it takes a minute and then we had to wear black leggings or a colored form of leggings or something Mm. to just cover our our body and so i did i follow i literally did 
Hannah Montana and <laughs> Miley Cyrus, and I did a Stranger Things mix because Stranger Things was new, and it was yeah, season yeah. four. These kids freaked out when I, I, all, I did was all I did was a cartwheel and jump off a bar into a split. That was it. They were <laughs> running around. They wanted high fives. They were like, "Yeah, this this is a pop star. So cool. They think yeah. you're singing the right song, and you're not like." And they left. And that's the that's what I love the most. Everybody that I ever see come to a drag show, the joy, the happiness. Right. There's I see people smiling. I have people coming up hugging me, saying they're my hero. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't do anything. They're yeah. Leaving yeah. They're leaving with more love in their hearts, and that's mm-hmm. what drags about and that's why like people who complain about drag i'm like well one did you go see a bad drag show because i do yeah i was like (laughs) (laughs) or there's bad drag yeah or or is there or did you just never see drag and you're just going based off what other people say yeah i was gonna yeah i bet you it's the second one i bet you like most of the people that have an issue with it have never been to a drag show before and so it's like you have to even if it's even if you, you like you have that this belief system that thinks it's terrible, it's like uh, and maybe this is just my wiring, but it's like you have to go look like you have to check like I I can't like it's like that. No, don't knock until you try it. Like I need to go yeah. see like you need to go. How, how can I pass judgment on anything without experiencing yeah. it? And like and even then it's like if you went to one drag show in one place on one day, like that's not that's like your anecdotal experience in that one moment, you need to go like, see, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you need to go check it out. Cause then you might have a good experience somewhere else. Like it's not like yeah. doing research before you like pick a doctor or, or a dentist or something, you know, like I need to, I need to get the reviews and then I might go to one place and it sucks. That doesn't mean all dentists suck. I need to go to somewhere else and see if it's like, you know, it's probably a bad analogy. I should have used restaurants or something. Yeah. Well, like, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. And, and it's interesting because people are like, well, it's what you wear in front of kids or doing that. And I tell people, I'm like, well, how many Beyonce photos do you see where she's in a leotard with Fred? Right. With her butt <laughs> cheeks hanging out. Like, people, Right. How many Ariana Grande ones or Lady well, Gaga or Taylor Harry Swift? Or Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. You know, all like, I've like, seen on the internet lately is Taylor Swift in like a leotard. And you can see her butt cheeks. Yeah. And that's little kids are going to that concert. But we don't got a problem yeah. with Taylor Swift's so butt cheeks. Like, we all have a problem with that. But we wear the exact. We literally wear the same thing. Literally, yeah. actually, my problem more bedazzled. But we <laughs> we wear the exact same thing. So, but that's all. At the end of the day, that's all drag is. It's a form of self expression yeah. through, usually through the art form of music and live uh, live um, theater performance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've seen people play instruments, sing live. Yeah. I've seen. You know, they do have drag reading to children too, which I know is a big controversy now too. But I was like, "Have you ever gone to one? Have you seen like, one?" How many? Out? How many kids even know what that is? Like, they probably just think that's like a real life cartoon character or like a real life superhero. Kids come up to me thinking I'm a Disney princess. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Every time, there's a, every time there's a kid, and every time I, there are children, I'll do a Disney number because I love doing Disney. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I've done a whole I've done a whole Elsa number and this kid came up to me afterwards like Elsa can I get a photo with you and I'm like yeah like yeah, really sure. thinks you're Elsa <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm here for it and, like she's not calling you the kids not calling you Elsa because they th- like you're in character like yeah. no they really think you're Elsa and it's yeah, like they do. They these kids aren't know. confused they think like if if anything they're confused about like a cartoon Disney movie right. being reality not about yeah. a man dressing up as a woman yeah 
<laughs> and it's crazy because the, the only time it's put in is be, and, it, and I think it really just falls down to again biases and people not being yeah, educated yeah. because right. I get compared to a trans person all the time. I'm like, I'm trans people. Mm. Norm, obviously, there are of course trans people who do drag. Yeah, there are two different. Like there, yeah, I, yeah. yes, you can say I'm pretending to be a woman. You can say that, but a trans person is not pretending to be a man or a woman. Um, yeah, they are yeah. they're simply a man who's either a man trapped in a woman's body or, or vice versa mm-hmm. into a man, right. a woman, a man's body. And, you know, and there's even trans people who are also non-binary too, and they, they don't agree mm-hmm. with their body. They don't want to be, but my thing is, is about, um, especially when it comes to trans people, I always say this too, when people start bringing up, um, they're confused and stuff. I said, well, of course I, w- I won't deny. I'm, I'm sure there's some dysmorphia going on and body dysmorphia going on. Um, but what, and even w- if they want to change, if anybody even wants to change their body, who's that for somebody else to say? Because yeah, don't people exactly don't people get breasts? Don't people get, uh, uh, well, um, what is it? Uh, <laughs> some of these keyboard them. cowboys probably got breasts and it's like, right. calm down, bro. <laughs> like, Right. Like, like, what are you talking about? Right. And I mean, of course, there's a difference between enhancing your body and changing Mm. it. But at the end of the day, if it makes them happy, I know know the education behind it, but I won't go into it. But at the end of the day, just people listening, if it makes them happy, what does that have to do with anybody else here? I'm like, and what's it? Exactly. Exactly. But also, what's the difference between Kim Kardashian's butt and a trans person getting boobs? Or a trans or, like or man, you're getting rid of yeah, like getting rid of them. It's like uh, what? Why do you care? It's not affecting you at all. And I don't understand like anything that happens because like for instance, like I'm a Second Amendment guy, like and I'm not like a zealot or anything, but like I believe in the idea and like why it exists and all this other stuff. So like. But I'm not like gonna like freak out and be like they're trying to get our guns and it's like you know all this all the craziness and I'm also not gonna go the other way and like argue with people that think there shouldn't be guns. It's like yeah. there are. It's in the Constitution. We are where we are, and it's like it's. I'm not trying to project my my belief system onto other people. Like everybody should have an AR-15 and their gun safe. Like, like, do I think it's a good idea? Yeah, but I I think of like my gun safe like a fire extinguisher. Like I have it in case I need it. And it's like that. And I, you know, like we could go down that rabbit hole, but that's not really what we're doing here. So like it, but it, me believing that the Second Amendment is a great thing, and that believing that like gun rights are great, and that I me having the ability to own a firearm is great has nothing to do with your beliefs. <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't care. Like, if you th- think n- guns should be deleted from the face of the earth, okay. Like, that's, we can talk about it and, like, I'll still be cool with you afterwards. And, like, that's another thing, like, in the world we live in nowadays where everything's so polarized and everything appears at least to be so, like, full of vitriol and conflict. I'm like, I don't get it. Like, why can't we just talk about it? Like, and then be cool afterwards. And then I'll come yeah. to the drag show and we'll hang out. Like, I don't, I just, it, it blows my mind when people try to project uh, their belief systems on yours, whether it's through like actually trying to do it like you described earlier, or even just like passing judgment on somebody from afar through the lens of their own belief system. It's like, why? They're living their best life and they're happy. They would be miserable living your life, but you're not. And that's cool too. Like, so just, yeah. why can't that be, why can't everybody just do what makes them happy? Like, yeah. uh, and that's, that's, that's like the best thing, like just to circle back uh, onto drag. So full mm-hmm. thought through, like everyone low key does drag. 
It's just how do you see drag? Drag, of course, is drag. And what I mean by that is, yeah. well, if you want to see as drag is putting on a character or a person or a yeah. persona or whatever, we put on uniforms. I have to go be oh, now Y and one. That's yeah. drag. Um, you play sports. You're putting on a uniform. You're going out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to play sports. That's drag. You want to be a dancer, an actor, singer. That's drag. I mean, when you really think about it, there's a lot yeah. to really break down because at the end of the day, that's all it is is you're playing a character. But yeah. And drag is for entertainment. You know, like I'm not yeah. Harvey Daniels 24-7. I don't have that energy right. for that. Like, <laughs> you know, um, but that's, that's essentially, uh, as you're saying, like uh, all it is is that people i like i said i think like when it comes to drag i just people need to have that open discussion and understand it and mm. even if you don't understand it um i even told somebody if drag queens are really harming anybody in this sense not to go down this rabbit hole but if any if anybody is harming drag queen in a sense i wouldn't do it like, yeah, why would i yeah. want to be part of it because that's not who i am right um you know, well, so have you ever done I, any research on like uh crossing the line ceremonies and stuff or like uh, uh, we would I, do stuff for like halfway night on deployment too. Where I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a shell band. yeah. I but yeah, I definitely changed. But my dad retired in '96, and he told me, yeah. my dad, I think my dad got second place in his beauty pageant. <laughs> yeah, there was like grown men making g strings out of duct tape and putting yes. mop heads on their head and acting like they're in drag, and like you took part in this like that was something and that like the same ones who get mad yeah the same dude is probably behind his keyboard going these drag queens and it's like i got pictures of you bro like i got pictures i got receipts that's so ridiculous um so how did you get into it like i that was something i was curious about too is like what was your like draw to it and how how did you get into it and and uh like become part Um, of the community so 2013 uh so when i was 16 years old uh it was Mm -hmm. was 2011 2010 and something like that and it was in high school still um rupaul's drag race came on season two and uh Mm -hmm. logo on logo on direct tv had no idea what it was and yeah. i was i didn't know logo was a gay network either i'm just like oh logo i've never cool. even heard I'm of logo <laughs> yeah <laughs> right like i'm 16 years old i'm just going through the new direct tv channel so yeah i saw at first these women standing uh talking to the judges i'm like ooh, is this like a pageant or because i love america's next mm. top model so i was like maybe okay. this is something short then all of a sudden these men started talking over and like doing these like reality voiceovers and shit, like talking about their experience i'm like yeah like who are these people <laughs> i find out like they're like it's dra- it's like RuPaul's Drag Race. So I was like, what is drag? And yeah. it what drag was, and everything in my life just fell in place because I love makeup, I love theater, I loved acting, I loved just giving okay, okay. I'm an entertainer at heart. I'm an influencer at heart, yeah. and clicked. And so at 16, from 16 to 19, I practiced splits. I remember I worked at Kmart <laughs> at 18, and I, at night I would put on these plastic bags and like make a small dress out of it because it was nice. Ah. Nobody. <laughs> It was after I was. In, I was. In yeah, college. yeah. The store's was, closed, and you're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Do I look good or what, people? And we had it. Like, <laughs> everyone was really fun. And then finally, like, 19 came, and I went to um, I went to a university. My my partner at the time took me, and it was a university show with two professional drag queens, and I sat mm-hmm. in the back, some <laughs> ignorant little fruity patootie thinks she knows everything <laughs> yeah. person Ugh. um hated myself when i was younger uh but <laughs> i remember sitting there and i said i can do better than this 
and, ah! and, and, it's, and it's an amateur show. And the too. rest like, is history. Yeah. Right. Like, and I went to the back. I asked one of the queens to paint me. They did a 20 minute paint mm-hmm. and I went borrowed a dress and heels performed. And I never stopped after that. Instead, nice. I found a drag mother. They taught makeup and I just took the time to practice. And yeah. that's what I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I can do better than this. I did. I, did. I, was I was so mean and I was so ignorant. Like I was like, I can do better than that. And I right. got well, we have like the same origin story. Cause that was me as like a second class looking at my chief going, I, I can do better than this. Like this guy's a clown. <laughs> and then like, I got in a position, an LPO position and had like a meltdown. Cause I, I regressed back to my lowest form of training, which was essentially nothing. And I was d- becoming what I hated in leadership. And so I had this like crisis and like, like this existential crisis and had to like completely reform who I was as a leader. So that when I did make chief, I didn't like, I wasn't a horrific chief for the sailors I was leading. And so like, and then now like I'm doing this, like I'm like, that's all I do. I'm obsessed with leadership and psychology and how people work. And, um, so yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, like I could do better than this. <laughs> Yeah, so and like, I, say, good. I feel like I rediscovered my drag once the whole Navy drag thing came out. Yeah, that. yeah. That's when I I re-sculpted and revamped Harvey Daniels again and made who she is. So, so yeah. what was the like the um the and and again like we don't you know like I I do want to talk about it because we you mentioned that it, it was a valid thing before we started, but like the. uh the whole like controversy thing that happened with because I'm not even like I, I scrolled through some of the headlines of like some of the because I didn't re- I mean, this was like national news. I didn't like I didn't even realize it. And my wife found some stuff because she's 10 years younger than me. She's a little more adept at the Internet than I am. Um, and so she found some stuff, too, on like TikTok. It might I don't I don't know who the angry cop person is, but like she found something on TikTok that was that style of a like takedown of like who you are and what you do and just like yeah Yeah. like some some ridiculously ignorant critique but it's like um how did all that happen and like because i know part the navy digital ambassador pilot program was part of it but like how did all that unfold and what was it all about in the first place because mike was basically telling me the critique that they brought you on for a recruiting drive was complete bs and that wasn't even what was happening that's correct yes um so uh, we never talked about recruiting when we did this. Mm-hmm. Our job was to now. I'm sure recruiting played a piece, but that we weren't yeah, there to like. Come like join the Navy today, right? It was right. Mostly, it was mostly to be a visualization to see, like, for me, oh, that person's queer. Oh, they do drag. Oh, that's so cool. You know, like I don't do this or that, but I can relate right. as a queer person. You know, maybe I should look into the Navy. I never thought about yeah. it. You know, let me look. It, it was supposed to be like an eye catcher to be like, like. Hey, awareness like, yeah like yeah. like i can be i can do drag while i'm in the military like yeah. what <laughs> like being a ambassador yeah. you know and yeah. our job was to speak highly of what we do sculpt the mm. story i mean my story was already there um right. i just when it came out all i did was increase honestly more military stuff on my page and talk about leadership and that wasn't just for people outside of the demographics it was also sailors in it was supposed to encourage them that like this is a second class sailor at the time. <laughs> this is a second class uh-huh. sailor and they're doing these things with these officers and they're leading their command and they're doing mm-hmm. like, I can be just as great as that and, and do more. Like I have yeah. a voice as a sailor too. Mm-hmm. Like that's also what it was supposed to be incorporated as well is that it could show that there's literally leadership among ranks. You don't have to be a, someone in senior leadership or khakis yeah. to have yep. a voice. 
you can be a second class, you can be a third class, you can even be a senior. Yeah. That's the whole point of the culture of excellence that the Navy's trying to do. So that was also mm-hmm. our point of view as well as doing it and really hype up on DEI work as well. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, we really picked a diverse group of demographics. So we never discussed recruiting, um, right. but I'm sure maybe recruiting played yeah. a piece that we wanted people to like check out. But it wasn't necessarily our sole purpose. Our sole purpose mm. was just a, a demographic. My demographic was the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah. Um, and so when the original article from Daily Caller came out, it mentioned the five of us. But mm-hmm. what's clickbait? Again, that's all it is, is yeah. for clicks and likes. Yeah. And it did exactly what they wanted to do. It got people like, oh, drag queen, navy. Again, even though I'm like, this is a deal, but okay. Um, the And so it just was... It just was a point, and I felt bad because that's why I made that video you probably saw calling out all the other Navy Digital Ambassadors, and I mm-hmm. asked them before if I could drop their name, and it mm-hmm. was simply because – this is why I tell people they're homophobic, <laughs> I do, is because you, if you read, it says five Navy Digital Ambassadors. It, the, the, the headshot shouldn't have said drag queen recruiting. It mm-hmm. should have said five Digital Ambassadors, show a photo of all of us, and then talk about our story. They did not do yeah. that. That would have been more like, that's the program. Nope, they just want to, I don't know who the conversation is with. I don't know the anonymous people or where they got the information from right. in the interview. All of my interviews were from past ones. Like, I think they took the one from last year when I did the USS Constitution um, yeah. Museum. Um, they took that one and another one. So I'm just like, okay, cool. I, I said all this, but not for this article. And um, Lieutenant Travis also, she was mentioned in the first one. But after that, um, the extreme conservatives got a hold of it. Yeah. They took um, – Graham Allen was the first one that I just saw take an old video from In the No Presents from 2018. Yeah. And it was a picture – it was a video collage of all of my Instagrams at that time. Because if you scroll all the way to 2018, you'll see all those same videos. Or you got to scroll <laughs> far though. Yeah. And um, – said not in my Navy and showed the in the no presents. Now that clip said I was 24. I was a third class. Like, yeah, that's what I was like, people are really believing this. Like this. And it even said 2018 on it. Yeah. And it's 2020 wire in there. And so basically said not in my Navy, blah, blah, blah. That actually is what sparked bigger controversies. So, cause what they did was take pieces of the article in one video, put them together and they did exactly what was expected. All this controversy saying, the Navy's recruiting with drag queens. I even had a sailor at my own command say, why did they pick five drag queens? I said, there's, there's one. They didn't. Read the they article, did. not just like, the headline. And because people don't read. They just, Do your like, own research. And because of that, then I clapped back. Yeah. <laughs> They of thought course. it was to the Navy SEAL, like, and I was like, I didn't even know the Navy SEAL said anything about me. I didn't even yeah. know Alan if he was one or not. Yeah. I saw it as someone, someone online hating me, and yeah. I was like, let me tell you how I feel. And yeah. I said, DGAF, I don't give up. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, Nor should I you. Right. And I made a monologue saying you're going to pick and choose who you say thank you for your service to. I was like, isn't really honorable to your own service. And I've even had yeah. like when, when that Navy SEAL said like I I uh, killed a, a, a Osama bin Laden and like fought for my country for this. My response was, yeah, you did. Cool. <laughs> cool. You did. You did. Yeah. 
that, cool. That's great. That's your whole like, identity I, is I you're the guy that like, come on. Right. Like, and I'm, and I'm over here. I'm like, I, I personally, I, I'm, for me, I would, I, I couldn't kill someone. Like I could kill someone if I had to, like, you know, whatever vagina. I personally, good for you. I didn't sign up for the Navy yeah. to do that. I'm glad you right. did it. Great for you. But that doesn't yeah. diminish my help or any of the other branches or the work that's right. being done. So, so let's take that away. Now we're looking at <laughs> You fought for this. You did. My freedom to express myself is the same freedom. Is what you were fighting for. Yeah. Right. Like that. Yeah. That's why with my interview with News Nations, I said, well, that's okay. They can hate me because that's their right and freedom to express that because it's true. That's why I said, if you want to hate me, hate me, but hate me for the right. Like, let me give you an actual reason to hate me. You know, if you're going to like hate me, like, let me, let me like hit you in the face or something like, or spit on you. Yeah. Like, I'll be (laughs) I'm like, already being like, punished. Let me do the crime for free. Like, let's right. go. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's, it was that kind of stuff that, um, got people interested and because people got yeah. interested, that's why we're here today because that kind of stuff came- hurts my brain. Cause like when the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing was happening, oh, everybody yeah. was like, Everybody that was hyper vocal about it was like, you're disrespecting our troops. This isn't what we fought for. And it's like, nah, this is exactly what I fought for. <laughs> like, this is like, this is exactly the point is like his ability to express himself, whether you agree with him or not is irrelevant. Like, that's a whole different conversation. Like you agreeing with his reason for doing it, but like his ability to do it. No, 100 percent like that. Like, that's free speech. Like yeah. it just is. And then like the argument too that um because I we me I was talking to somebody about this on a podcast recently about like um who should be allowed to join the military and not like we were talking about recruitment and retention issues that are like a huge deal right now. And it's like I was talking about it like from from the aspect because there there were people, there were discussions when they uh were and I forget the like details of like the legislation and all that, but when they were coming out with like the transgender uh in the military like allowing them to to join the military it's like people were like oh well there's going to be like physical reasons like medical reasons why they can't do the thing and it's like okay like let's let's like step back for a second i could recruit a potato if they could like there there are certain jobs where like let's say like sitting in a basement doing Intel things. Like that's how like Ariana and Desiree always joke about what they do. Like they're in this deep, dark like basement that's air conditioning sitting behind a keyboard. It's like a, dis- a, a physically disabled person with like somebody with no legs could do that job. And it's like, and why do I, why do I care? Like if they can't complete the PRT like everyone else, because that their job doesn't demand that of them. If we're talking about being on a submarine, you need to be able to put an FFE and an SCBA on and run from forward to aft and do all the and climb the ladders and do all the things. But if you can do that, who cares? Like who like as long as you have the physical ability to do the thing that the mission demands, which sometimes the mission demands you sitting in a chair and putting on headphones, or you like like yours is a very administratively heavy job. So if you like there are people that okay, maybe they couldn't do it on a ship, but they could do it at a short command. Or, or whatever, like it, why does it make any difference at all who it is and like what they're doing in their free time so long as they can meet the mission requirement, whatever that happens to be? Because for a Navy SEAL, like very few human beings on the face of the earth can meet the physical demands of that mission requirement. Okay. Like, it's like, what difference does it make? So you could say like, um, like transgender people can do anything in the military. Like if there's a transgender person that can get through buds, 
good. Like, good, good for you. Like, not go do it. And it's like, don't change the standards or anything. But like, if there's a woman that gets through buds, like I've met some women, like I used to do CrossFit for like six years. I've met some women that could, that might be able to get through buds. But like, if you can do it and you can meet the mission requirements, who cares? Like, why right. do you, why do you care if they're meeting the mission requirements? And that was the same thing for like enlisted women on submarines. And then when we started talking about the transgender thing, and that was like the realization I had in my head, I was like, if they can come down here and they can do the damn thing, what difference does it make? And and I, my cousin was a journalism student and she asked me when they first came out with the policy to integrate submarines, she asked me about it. Like, hey, how do you feel about this? I was like, I don't, I don't. Like, if, if they come down to the ship and they earn their fish just like everybody else, I'll trust them with my life. Like, I, I don't care. It's, it's a person doing the thing. As long as you're a submariner and you do it the same way I did it, like and not like me as an individual, just like you go through the same process and earn your dolphins just like everyone else. You're a submariner. You're not a woman on a submarine. You're a submariner. I don't. I don't care. Like and you're you're part of the tribe. Like come do the damn thing. Um, and yeah. I'd feel that way about anybody. And so like I and I don't know why people color their analysis with like oh but they do this thing in their free time that i don't like <laughs> or whatever or they I don't like who they sleep with in their privacy of their own home. Like why why. Why? Why is that in your mind at all? Like, why do you even care? It because blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, and that. Well, like, I always low key in the back of my mind, I'm thinking like, well, if you're think, if if so much of the, your mind, so much, so much of your thought process is occupied with this, maybe you're curious. Like, maybe like, why you? Why is this like dominating your your thought process? It, it's been proven. I mean, not to bring up uh, anything, just what's happening in the media. I know you've probably seen stuff on Target right now with Pride Month right now. And uh, there is a guy. Who I heard something about guy. Target, but I have no idea what happened. I don't know the full uh, details, but uh, for well, let me say this first. There, uh, Target got death threats because people bigots were coming into some targets, threatening, saying, "Why is all this pride up? It's in our." There's where people who say like, "Stop throwing it in your face. We're not throwing it in yours." And I'm like, "Well, that's the thing." The queer community's been are, oppressed though. for, but the but the, the the queer community's been oppressed for so much. First of all, we didn't ask Target or any of these yeah. organizations yeah. to slap a yeah. on. However, they're just showing one. They just want money. They yeah, I was gonna say it's this is capitalism, right. bro. Right. <laughs> this is not. We we know it's capitalism, and Target yeah. is proof of that, and is one of the proofs of that. And then I said, second. It's Pride Month. I was like, actually, just during uh, Black History Month in, in uh, February, I actually went to Target and they had a whole section for Black History Month, mm-hmm. and they had the API Month. Like they like these, yeah. these organizations are trying to be diversified and show support for diverse groups of people within America yeah. or, or where they do it. So I was like, so yeah, when Pride Month came, yeah, you're gonna see rainbows and stuff. No one said go buy it. No one said you had to go yeah. over there. Like no one, no one's saying like take this, put it in your bag and give me your credit card. Yeah, swipe. Yeah. No one's doing that. You know, if you, you don't want to see it, then you know, you know what? Like, <laughs> it was like, I was like, then don't walk through it. I was like, I don't know. What uh, else yeah. To don't go you. to target. Right. Like, don't go, man. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, that was- so, so the, there are people who are threatening, like in some of the stores, there are co- the people that work there and stuff. And some guy uh, took down like the rainbow and started smashing it. And like the person had to step in. That person who smashed the target, the the rainbow in the target, mm-hmm. was found on Grinder. Grinder ah! is, a, is a gay hookup site, uh, and they were found on Grinder. So I said, "Wow!" Talk, and it's really oh, wow. we laugh about it, but it's like it, it, we do. We talk. We talk. The irony, yeah. But yeah. it's just, 
it's what saddens us is that people feel so inadequate to be themselves that they have to mm. then self and spread that. And that's right. the bigger picture of all why we fight for what we're doing, because it's not just fighting for us to exist. It's mm. fighting for others to not have to feel afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how like. I wonder how pro- like if a lot of the bigotry that you see is actually that is like a person that's just afraid to be themselves, like really not even like for the laugh, but f- and the irony, but for the like, no joke, like because yeah. that might explain that interesting little slice of the human psychology of like it is these people speaking out in the way that they are. It's like, it's why are you so passionate about this? Like. It doesn't make sense to me who's like, I'm just a regular straight white dude. And like, I don't think about it at all. Like, I don't care. Like, I want you to live your best life and be happy just like I want to do that. And I want that for all the all the people. It, it's internalized um, through yeah. my experience. This is way more personal. This has nothing to do with the, the Navy or a little bit of being drag queen. But as a queer mm. person, it's a lot. Uh, just I'm talking about like since I... Uh, I, when I was 14, I was online, stupid choices. Thank God I'm here today. But anyway, like I have a lot um, of history with closeted people and a lot of the hate that you see is internalized um, issues they have with themselves because as a drag queen, I get fetishized a lot. Yeah. And I tell people, I'm like, well, what's on your uh, browser history? Because it sounds like that's why you're mad. (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) It really is. And it's a lot of the issues is because they, nine times out of 10, the person that's hating or whatever that is internalizing some emotion or feeling that they either like it um, mm. or we're told to hate this, but want to like it and can't. And a lot of that in my experience is due to, for me, just me, my, me, myself, and I, is because they find it attractive. Mm. And they don't know how to understand that without feeling then bad on themselves okay and for me that's why i said well then talk about it like uh, you know i've had people come up to me like i said a lot of dl sailors i've had plenty come up to me and say like i find you attractive this is wrong blah 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 and i'm like okay well if you want to talk about it like i'm not into you so that's the one thing the fact that you thought like you could get this is crazy to me but second like i tell them like well do you want to talk about it at least like we can go through it like I'm very open. I'm very non-judgmental when it comes to this on a real serious note. So like, but the same people that I have seen come to me the next day will treat me like trash or ignore me or whatever it is. I had somebody actually, this, this command, we're not in the same command, but he Mm. contacted me. He's like, hi, how are you? Like, like I'm closeted, but like, I find you attractive. Great. Saw him at the gym. I saw him. And I went up and said, hello. He goes, Hey, like scared out of his mind. Because for me, even though you opened up all those things, I, you didn't take me on no date or nothing. I thought you were just yeah. being like, opening up. So yeah. like, I thought I was going to like, I just coming over like a sailor to sailor saying, hey, bro. Just say what's up, dude. Like, it's bro, not contagious. Like, I'm not hitting on you. Right. Like, I'm just like, saying hi. How are you? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, but they, it's just so much this fear in their head. Yeah. Internalized. They've been taught that that fetishizing or that attraction, I should say, not fetish, attraction is wrong. Mm. And that's where a lot of that comes from. Yeah. So that's in my it makes sense. That's yeah. It makes it, sense. It's, it's very true. And if you look at media today, I mean, like, that's why we get demonized so much is because I know they do find me attractive and drag. Yeah, I do know I'm a smoke show. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
I put an hour and a half into the work, so I hope. Yeah, I did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, is there? This is something I've always wondered too, and like, because I just did s- some googling, and like, I have like gay people in my life, but the, it's like my sister in law and uh, my one of my wife's really close friends, but it's like it's not something we talk about. And so it's just like the anecdotal experience. But is there like a resource that exists somewhere where a leader that's in the position of leading LGBTQ plus sailors or just people in general can go to and like learn more to get kind of like the the cultural context that that we don't have? Because like I'm doing this Googling and like I'm reading definitions and stuff and I'm like some of it I still don't like even when I read it, I didn't get it. And so it's like my friend Amber, like um black female veteran military sexual trauma advocate insanely uh, amazing human being she worked for me on my second shore duty a long time ago in a land far far away um but she's like my person that i talk to about african-american things that happen in the world like i'll see things on the news or i'll like when we were where we were there was like these white uh, nationalist marches they're like burning crosses at the park down the street and so like and then some like riots related to uh one of the killings that happens this would have been 20 like 13 to 2016 so it would have, this would have probably been like 2014 2015 something like that um when and i would ask her like can i talk to you about these things as someone who like lives like you've experienced it i can't like i can read all the books i can watch all the documentaries i can do all the research but i've never lived the experience of an african-american human being so like i just want to talk to you and have you provide me with as much context as you can and because i just had this like intellectual curiosity about it like i want to understand why these things are happening i want to understand why people are angry about whatever and then i want to understand like your your response to it and, and like your community's response to it with as like much context as you can provide. And she was always super willing to entertain me because I was like, I'm, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to say something stupid. I'm definitely going to put my foot in my mouth. Can you do it without hating me? And she's like, yeah, totally. Like, cause we're like, we're good friends at the time we were like, I was her chief, but um, she was always super willing to have those conversations. And, and then I asked her recently, I was like, I've heard people in in the African-American community and in other communities say, like, it's not my responsibility to educate you about being whatever, like insert whatever cultural like label here. And I was like, well, then how am I going to find like, how am I going to learn? Like, and then like, but she was saying uh, the reason why she's so cool with having conversations with me is because I did my own research and I came with like educated questions. So, yeah. like, is there a research source for people to go to and try to like try to get that? type of a context before having conversations to try to like, cause like you were saying earlier, like th- I think a lot of people's apprehension when interacting is cause they're like worried. They're going to like put their foot in their mouth. They're worried. They're going to say something stupid, offend someone, whatever. It's like the same thing, like any type of social anxiety, like you're worried you're going to like say the wrong thing to the person you're talking to or, or whatever. Um, so I've always wondered is like, do you, are, do you know of a resource that exists or do you like recommend a book or, or anything really? Because like, like for me, I was like, where do I go to learn this? Like, and even like I became a college student when I retired and they were talking about colonialism or something in a psychology class. And I'm like, I don't like we read an article and I was like, it might as well have been in French. And I'm like, I asked my professor, I was like, where can I go to like, I need this decrypted. I mean, I'm a crawl walk run guy. Like I need like, I need the like kindergarten reading level version. And then I'll like work my way up. But like, I want to understand, but I don't 
like reading the article we were reading, I'm like, I'm, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, so like, yeah. is there something like that out there? Um, well, I will put a plug in. Uh, I know I mentioned my twin before, but they do have a website that has a lot of great information and resources as well. And they have what? their own information. Say um, that again. Called, the... Oh yeah. It's called a uh, juicy with Jake, uh, com. Juicy with Jake. Uh, juicy with this, Jake. This is your, tw- this is your twin. Juicy with Jake. All their studies, okay. They've been on PA Live. They've discussed a lot of the topics you've discussed. They've talked about non-binary trans people, the pronouns, okay. all of it. You can check it out. Um, they speak on their experience, and it kind of gives mm-hmm. you a more in-depth of uh, that personal one-on-one. Um, they do do uh, – they are an LLC, so they do have their own business itself. So, like, if anybody oh, – nice yourself like once a training or consultant or anything like that they do do that as well plus drag um but besides <laughs> just juicy with jake there are some lgbt organization like it gets better foundation the trevor project if you check mm-hmm. out those nonprofits, they do hold research and information as well um and normally i agree with the like your friend said like i do say like we are not your educators yeah like, you yeah know, not, not everyone is going to be edu- an educator now for me i'm usually depending how you come if you come at me sideways don't come talk to me mm-hmm. I, <laughs> but again if you come with me with at least an uh, information or something that you're truly curious on i might be able to right. answer and I, I will be happy to be open to have that discussion and i i love having discussions i think mm-hmm. knowledge is power and it's always good i i'm i love learning too so i'm very much the same as you like yeah. i will go ask if i don't know um so but no juicy with jake is a great because i've been on there uh seen it and read it i know they're my twin but like i sit there and i'm like who like sometimes i'm like oh this is this is okay this is my twin okay because sometimes i'm like it's (laughs) it's just such good like content that you're like it's like oh my twin is smart like very smart very well educated (laughs) like i'm I'm not saying they're not you know it's my twin so i can say whatever i want but you know i'm just like were incredible so but you can like the it gets better foundation trevor project um what's the other one there's another one um i can't think of it uh no uh it's either no hate or stop hate i think it's no hate uh organization each have their like websites and they all have um you can just literally look up lgp organizations and they're usually like the first three to pop up Um, And when you go on there, there'll be links that'll say resources or education because it is still for money and to get people out there. Yeah. But there'll be a link that'll talk about like, are you like, do you know what being gay is? Like, here's what it Mm. means. And then it'll say, are these the feelings that you're having and so forth and so on. And and Mm. it can like break it down like that. Um, But if you are always, I always will tell people, especially on here, if you are looking for like a more in-depth conversation, it's kind of be tough for the LGBTQ plus community because gay people don't have live the same lives as lesbians, the same thing as bisexual, especially bisexual yeah, people. Yeah. They get, they're the worst, you know, trans people don't have the same experience. <laughs> the rest. So, you know, like I yeah. think if you have the opportunity to make friends and communicate and network at any right, time, right. Have, a, have a discussion, you know, have, have a conversation, but just know how to maneuver through that. And if you do offend somebody and they say they're offended, just apologize. And sometimes the best is just, walk away or walk away yeah yeah i'm just curious nothing towards it because i always tell people is put yourself in their shoes because i've had a lot of people come to me like that'll be like i have a question they'll pop off and now in my head i'm like what ignorant dude is coming up to talk to me today like i'm not ready to do this (laughs) when really the whole time they could have just been genuinely curious so it's all about yeah yeah right and like well yeah and you're not a kiosk you're a human being that right. has, like you might just be having a shitty day you know what i mean like like make an appointment calm down like um yeah 
Yeah, no, because I'm I'm really interested in like the the leadership stuff. And, and like you said, like, I don't think leading people in the community will be any different because basic human needs. But then at the same time, there are like the context. There's like the cultural context stuff that I feel like could be really valuable. And so like I, I've been interested in finding somebody that would be down to do like a podcast or a podcast series that's just meant to be like educational like uh hey go like here like here's the basics and then like you're saying like then you have to dive deeper you're gonna have to like just form relationships with people and like talk to them and learn about how they live their life and and uh to to get like a better understanding because it is there's so much like it's so nuanced that like i'm not going to be able to understand it by talking to one people like one person i'm not, I'm not gonna be able to understand it fully talking to 10 people like you're gonna have to just like figure it out as you go through those through those interactions but um well dope man like this is this is fun this was i'm I, I don't think i don't think i forgot anything but i feel like there's so many so many things i could talk to you about uh i might have to hit you up again but uh, yeah, thank thank you. you so much for doing this. Like, I know, I know you're slammed busy and thanks for taking it some time while you're on leave. YN1, uh, to, to, to come do the damn thing. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. And this was super, uh, enlightening for me. I, I, I'm definitely going to check out the juicy with Jake thing and the other, the other ones you mentioned, I'll put it all in the, in the show notes for everybody as well. But, uh, where can everybody find you on the, on the interwebs? <laughs> oh, uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook, or Instagram, Harpy Daniels. Um, Hell yeah. One out, uh, me, it's all my drag, but that's where I will post everything. Because at the end of the day, as much as I'm a drag queen and in the Navy, I want to succeed as a sailor, which so far I have. And as a drag queen, I want to succeed as a drag queen as well. Oh, and quick note, um, I uh, did win for the second year in a row, continue titled as the best drag queen in the 757. <laughs> and I will be this year's, uh, Harvey Daniels will be this year's Grand Marshal for Pride. Oh, so, hell yeah. Doing so big things. And, uh, yeah. You know, everything looks like it died down. Everything is now falling into place. So nice. check me out, Harvey Daniels, on TikTok, any platform, Harvey Daniels, any day. You just honestly google it <laughs> yeah for real they'll find you on like major news outlets and all the things but <laughs> hell yeah well thanks again i really appreciate it thank you you have a good one you too all right i hope you all enjoyed that i had a great time uh that was super fun they were amazing um I, I learned a lot just from the conversation, but also the resources. Uh, I'll put them in the show notes. If you didn't catch them, the, the websites I got, which I haven't even, I mean, I'm recording the intro outro same day. So like I haven't explored them yet, but Juicy with Jake is the website uh, for their twin uh, siblings. So it's like they have a whole, uh, like I, uh, they're a student um, pursuing a doctorate level degree. I'm not sure in what yet i have to go look but uh and then they they run this website as well uh so i'm gonna go check that out and then it, the it's it gets better project no hate and trevor project are all things i'm gonna go check out highly recommend you checking them out uh i do plan to follow through um on the idea like i've had this idea for a while about trying to get somebody on this an expert to do like a educational series on all of these things for the reason that i talked about earlier i think there's a lot of leadership that has an anxiety that they're not prepared and don't have the tools to lead these sailors that are in these these communities and i i think that 
some basic educational stuff that could be very effectively delivered through podcasts and on YouTube and stuff um, could dispel that because I really don't think it's it's as like big of a hill to climb as people probably build it up to in their mind. It's just like largely there's, it's just some communication. It's just like cultural competence, which I've talked about with Amber. It's like, just learn about their culture, just like you would learn about African-American culture or uh, like Hispanic American culture or any, any different like uh, cultural areas of society it's like you just go learn about it and then you're going to be able to communicate well enough and you're like what in my experience anyway and it, like if i take the time to learn academically as much as i can when i'm having those conversations it's like those people are going to pick up on the fact that oh like you've studied a little bit huh and they like that means that's meaningful to people if you care enough to learn about what they do that's going to be meaningful and and they're going to be uh like they're going to realize that and understand that you're trying and and be willing to have a conversation with you and if you screw up like Josh told me during the podcast, like if you screw up something like pronouns, like which I think I did, I'm pretty sure I did in the intro. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. But uh, they just corrected me. And it's like it's not a big deal. It's not necessarily a conflict. If It's just like uh, the other day, one of my supply officers, uh, we had lunch and we did never got to have like a, a going away lunch when I retired. And he made me the you can kind of see it back up there. He made me a, like this hammer as like a going away gift. He spelled my name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked with this dude for years. Great dude. Love him to death. He definitely knows what my name is, but he just, he just like messed up. It was just a human error moment. Uh, spelled it wrong. Didn't spell check it, which is hilarious. Cause he used to be the one that was like correcting everybody's spelling on names for like all the brass and plaques and all the stuff for the people, uh, either winning awards or leaving the command or whatever. Um, so it was kind of funny. And I told him, I don't, I don't even want you to fix it. Cause I think it's hilarious, but I corrected him and we laughed about it and it was whatever. It's not always like a conflict. It's not a big deal. And that's exactly how Joshua explained it to me. I think, I think there's a lot of anxiety out there with leadership, uh, that is, is unfounded and not necessary and probably just creating a artificial barrier between you and the sailor you're trying to, to reach. So, um, hopefully I can find a good uh, partner in crime for that and do the do an educational series on that. Uh, I would love to do one with like a, a trans sailor or, or or like just a trans like a, an expert. I in my mind it makes sense for them to be in the military just because then they understand the context and the people we're trying to reach and uh, have an understanding of military leadership. But either way, like if I can do it, great. If not, there's resources out there. Go check them out. Uh, I think it'll add to your uh, ability to communicate with the sailors that you're trying to lead. And that's all we're trying to do here uh, anyway. So uh, with that, if you need anything from us, hit us up. Don't come up to ship podcast at gmail.com. You can Facebook message us. Don't come up to ship podcast. Or you can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or Discord at DGUS podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, there's a donate button on the website, dguspodcast.com. Or you can go to Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, or patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Probably the best way. It helps us pay the bills, keep the lights on, uh, and expand the platform. We really, really appreciate it. If you're able to, patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Pick one of the five tiers uh, and become a member. It, it means a ton. It helps so much. Uh, if you can't spend the, the scratch, I understand. Uh, just go... <laughs> to uh youtube podcast platforms social media whatever whatever you can do to interact share the content tag your friends review us subscribe on youtube anything uh it helps um and it doesn't cost you a dime it just costs you a little bit of your attention which presumably if you're watching this you're already 
providing anyway. Like you're already consuming the content. So if you want to help, but you don't have any like disposable income that you can devote to supporting us, I totally understand. It helps a ton if you can like, share, subscribe, review, uh, tag your friends, whatever, like all of the interactions on social media and other platforms, uh, those inputs help get the word out, spread, spread the word, all the, you know, like get the, what I'm trying to talk, like I'm trying to talk in, in algorithm, but like it lever, like feeds the algorithm and gets the, gets the reach up. God, I'm a dinosaur. Anyway, uh, those are the best ways to support us if you can and you're willing. Uh, And with that, that's it. That's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship. Hey, big shout out to our level five patrons, William McIver and Victoria Livingood, to all the other patrons and everyone that supports us. We couldn't do it without you. You're allowing us to expand the platform, pay all these bills and continue to push out just awesome content for you as much as humanly possible. And we really, really appreciate you. Thank you so much. (laughs) 